Hey everyone, it's Laura Molitor here again with another Divine Purpose Insights podcast. I'm your host of this weekly program and Divine Purpose coach and spiritual activist. You can find out more about me and what I do at beingfreenow.com. You can subscribe to this podcast and please feel free to share if you like what you hear. We read in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Losing our fears is certainly a hope for us all. To be free of fear is to be free, I think. To be free of fear is to feel peace, even perhaps in challenging times. The healing principle stated here that there is no fear in love and that it is perfect love that casts it out is worth thinking a little bit more about. That familiar verse came to me the other day, and with it came the question, what is perfect love? So today, I want to explore that question a little bit and seek some answers, and I invite you to ask yourself that question too and see what answers you come up with. It's natural for us to think of love in terms of what we feel we receive from others or what we can give to them. But is this love perfect? And what does that really mean? Well, I looked up perfect on dictionary.com and got a brief definition, but when I turned to Merriam-Webster, the definition was much more detailed in the various usages of that word. Here are a few, just a few of them. Perfect, meaning being entirely without fault or defect, flawless, satisfying all requirements, accurate, corresponding to an ideal, faithfully reproducing the original, pure, total, lacking in no essential detail, complete. And one uh, definition that they termed obsolete showed up, mature. In J.B. Phillips' version of that verse that I read, he renders perfect love as fully developed love. So maybe that's one way to look at this love that is perfect. It's fully developed. It's at its very best. It's complete. It isn't love that's tentative or conditional. It's a love that is solid and understood. It's a love that has certainty behind it. A love without defect is really not personal love at all, because even at our human best, we put conditions and judgments on our love. Our perspective is limited, and the ego gets in the way, even when we think it doesn't. A mother's love is surely as pure as it comes, but it also often has fear in it. The, the, that love is so great that it's also somehow vulnerable. This love can heighten one's worry over another. The definition for perfect that may prove helpful in discovering what perfect love is, is that one that says faithfully reproducing the original that may get to the heart of what perfect love is. It's an expression of an original ideal. And that ideal isn't something that's found in humans. It's divine. Divine love is the source of perfect love, of all love. And through it, we discover what love looks like, feels like, what it can do. God's love casts out fear because it's infinite and omnipotent. This love doesn't take material circumstances or idiosyncrasies of personality into consideration. It isn't partial. It's not biased. It isn't judgmental. God's love is pure love with no other side to it. God is love. 
And this love is unadulterated and pure, not swayed by emotions or situations. It is just love. So this perfect love casts out fear because it is so all-encompassing and present and powerful that in its embrace, accepting its embrace, there isn't a reason, a place, an occasion for fear or doubt or anxiety of any kind. The perfect love of God is always accessible too. We don't have to wait for a human being to express love for us to feel loved. In fact, when we do that, we limit the kind of love we can receive. We seek something less than we really deserve and we miss out on the big and ready blessing of perfect love. Surely we can and do express the love that God has given us. We are the children of perfect love itself. So we have that quality in us. The less we qualify it and personalize it, the more accurately that love resembles the original. The more we're letting a perfect love shine through us rather than being something we have to cultivate personally or try to sustain. This perfect love of God is felt by us as it is expressed. We're feeling it too. We feel release as we are also able to help others feel that, that freeing from fear, a comfort that truly is healing. The perfect love of God frees us from fear of repercussions and guilt and blame and shame because it doesn't attach conditions to itself. Perfect love lets us simply receive it without a sense of having to earn it or humanly deserve it. Jesus Christ was the greatest expresser of perfect love, and yet he readily said, I do nothing without my Father. He knew that the love that healed, that Jesus actively accepted for himself this belovedness and that he utilized towards others didn't exist as a human quality. It was through God that he was able to express and feel this love, a love that was naturally forgiving, merciful, wise, and comforting and healing to himself and to all. I know that I've had times, and I suspect you all have too, where I was afraid, and then I prayed, and I felt a great sense of peace and calm, of love that simply dissolved the fear. That love didn't try to humanly fix a problem for me to make it all better. It just was love, and that was enough to cast out the fear and make room for healing and freedom and joy and gratitude. Perfect love is really indefinable, but seeking to know it better when we feel fear, and even when we don't, can be such a beautiful and meaningful thing. And when we learn more about perfect love ourselves, we can turn around and share it more perfectly with others in ways that are impactful and right and healing. Hope that was helpful. It's a few words on a big topic. If you have any questions or comments or want to talk more, you can reach me at lauramolitor at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.